0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Larry's Pop Pod. I'm Chris Larry.
1: I'm Amelia Larry.
0: And we're pretty excited for this show because it's really the kick off the summer episode. The next couple episodes are going to be very summer heavy with some of our opinions and things that we did. What else, Amelia?
1: Also, we are going to give you some tips if you any, any of you have a boring day which you don't know what to do. Listen to our podcast. You'll get ideas.
0: Awesome. But this week, we're actually going to be on the road a bit, and we actually have a lot of special guests. So we're going to recap your time in Fenwick Island with Uncle Joe and Auntie, and Uncle Joe is going to join us for two segments. And we're going to have another remote uh, submission, this time a review of the movie Jaws. Very summer specific. So that's what you can look forward to in this episode. Any sneak peeks that you're excited about for people to hear in this episode?
1: Well, I think people I think people should really listen to the Jaws because Jaws is a horror movie. It's not your regular movie.
0: That's right. And also, Joe and Amelia review Despicable Me 3. So let's get at it. Uh, after this very quick break, we'll be back with... Amelia and Joe and their time in Fenwick Island. See you in just a couple seconds.
1: Hello, I'm Amelia Larry from the Larry's Pop Pod. If you love acting, but you can never find something on your devices, that will record it. Well, go to your on your app stores and get iMovie. It's a great app for broadcasting.
0: Alright, and welcome back to the Larry's Pop Pod. I'm Chris Larry.
1: I'm Amelia Larry. And...
0: This is a, It's summer, so we are into the summer season of the podcast here, and uh, that means we have a lot of different experiences and adventures um, that we're going to be reviewing, talking about, unpacking, generally thinking about, and so we're really excited to bring you the first of our summer series, and that is the trip to Fenwick Island to hang out with Uncle Joe and Aunt D, and have all kinds of crazy adventures. So we're here with special guest Joe, Uncle Joe Moyer, in Fenwick Island. We're actually on location. Um, the, the beautiful surroundings are just outside our window. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Joe. Why don't you give us a little bit of introduction of yourself?
2: Oh, well, thanks so much. Uh, Joe Moyer here at the Bayside Community in Fenwick Island. That's Delaware, for those of you who don't know. It's right on the border of Maryland. So uh, we did the Maryland beaches and the Delaware beaches. Um, I have been Amelia's uncle for her entire life. I really enjoyed that task. And um, also in the trip here is Madeline Moyer and A big contributor, Sophie, our dog, who Amelia spent a lot of time with on this trip.
0: All right, Amelia, why don't you, uh, you know, say, give us a little bit about your week. You've been here, uh, you know, been out without Chris Larry and Mary Larry, uh, your first extended trip away. Tell us a little bit of some of the highlights of your adventure, and then we'll kind of get into the review of the week.
1: Well, I really like this trip because it's different from where I live, and it's a different experience for me. So we did a bunch of things that were fun. We did putt-putt, and at the putt-putt, starting at 4 o'clock to 10 p.m., they had a baby kangaroo. What? Yeah, I know, and it was, like, sucking its tail. Its name was Weston. It was so cute.
2: And you got to hold that kangaroo and took photos, so we'll make sure we send those out on our social media.
0: That's right. You can find us on the Larry's Pot Pot on Instagram. We'll definitely get those pictures out there.
1: And then also, we went to the boardwalk this weekend, I think three times. so At least. And you could win prizes there. You know, if anybody out there knows Coney Island and you know how you can win prizes, it's like that. I thought it was
2: interesting because, you know, Mary, being my sister, we grew up going to the boardwalk. And since um, you were with me without your parents, the first thing I wanted to do is take you to the boardwalk and go dominate the games and go win some stuffed animals. Yeah. So I think we did that right off the bat.
1: Right now, I'm going to pick my favorite one, either Ocean City Boardwalk or Rehoboth. And I'm going to, th- I am going to go with Rehoboth. Okay. Because when I was at the Ocean City Boardwalk, the, pri- the not the prizes, the um rides were closed.
2: Oh, right when we got there, they opened at one o'clock. So what I did is a little Joe Moyer brainwashing, went over, and we played Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. How'd you like that?
1: I love Ms. man
2: Yeah, it was a good game. So we did the Playland um, Arcade, which has been there since your mom and I were kids, were your age. That has been there forever. So good, fun arcade. We won some tickets, and with tickets, what did you do with those?
1: You could buy little toys.
2: So. I think all your friends would enjoy that part of the, uh, the boardwalk experience.
1: And then also, we went to a lot of arcades, because as you know, in boardwalks, there's games. Correct. And so we went to Delaware's State Park, Assateague. And Assateague has wild horses running around. And they have birds and they have a bunch of wildlife. And you just see the wild horses eating. They might even be running. We weren't lucky enough to see them running, but it was still an amazing experience.
2: Yeah, Assateague Island, uh, I actually have not been there in maybe 30 years. Your mom and I went when we were kids and we went camping. Because you can camp there, and we would hear the wild horses running by the campsite. It was actually a little scary, but to go with you was just a great reminder of uh, our state parks and the other fun things you could do besides going to the beach and pool every day.
3: Yeah.
0: Now, I heard, uh, you know, when we came back to Fenwick Island, uh, I heard a lot of talk about the different animals and wildlife that you'd been Counting, seeing, naming. You want to give us a rundown of all the wildlife you experienced on Fenwick Island? We
1: saw 30 horses, wild horses. Okay. And we also saw, I think, two snowy egrets. Mm-hmm. And then we also saw a blue heron.
2: Correct. It's on video.
1: And we saw a deer. And we saw something that we think is a turtle swim in the water.
2: And what did we see at the beach 30 yards off of the sand?
1: We saw dolphins jumping.
2: That was pretty amazing. They were a little close, even close to some of the swimmers in the water.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was actually here for this, and it was like there must have been a pretty big school of fish one in one area they're even jumping out of the water cuz the pelicans and the dolphins were hanging out there for about 90 minutes just going to town like it was the great american
2: buffet out there so if i could just say some of my highlights from your fenwick island trip as your parents left you know you do some different things So some of the things that I liked were, number one, I taught you a little brainwashing, volleyball. Uh, As you know, I played a lot of volleyball, so we did some volleyball. We went putt-putting multiple times, and I witnessed your first ever hole-in-one. It was fantastic. Uh, It was legit, folks. Went right in the hole. She celebrated. We could put the picture up on Instagram. And after the putt-putt golf, we got free ice cream. Ice cream, big thing. And then just a few other things that um, I had to teach Amelia while she was here. I realized she's never pumped gas before. In New Jersey, I know you don't have to pump gas, so I took a video of her pumping gas for me. That was good. We played cornhole, in which she won by hitting a three-point cornhole shot on the final play of the game to beat her Uncle Joe. At the pool at Bayside, Amelia judged a bunch of boys in a pool dunk contest that... I arranged, of course. So that was a, a unique experience. Amelia also got to play basketball. We, um, the other thing we did every day is our dog, Sophie. Amelia walked her three times a day. We think the dog might want to go back to Brooklyn with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think she would, but I have two cats, and she'd get scared, and those two cats would hiss, so...
2: All right, so we're
0: going to run down some of our favorite businesses that we want to talk about. Um, I'm even going to join in on the fun on this one, but I'm going to kick it off to Amelia first. got a list of five. So what's your fit first can't-miss business?
1: Well, I think Grab and Go Taco because their guacamole was great, and also their services were great. And I got a cheese quesadilla, which I thought was amazing.
2: I think I agree. And you could walk right from the beach, grab your taco, and go back. It was so convenient. The second business, and um, what one I'd highly recommend you all visit, is the Rope Walk Restaurant. It's actually in Ocean City. The reason it's fantastic is kids and adults will both love it. For kids, they have a full playground in the sand. For adults, the food and drinks are fantastic. But the number one attraction there is the Sunset Over the Bay is unbelievable. So make sure you get there a little early in the evenings. Sometimes there's a wait, but it's worth the wait. Have a drink, play, and then view the amazing sunsets at the rope walk.
1: Yeah, so another one here we're going to talk about is Seashell City. I know it's kind of a rhyme. So Seashell City has a bunch of toys. They have hermit crabs. And they have a bunch of things made out of shells. Like they'll have shell... Shell rings, shell jewelry, she has necklaces, a bunch of things made out of shells. That's why it's called Seashell City. I agree.
2: And if it's a rainy day, they have a free museum upstairs of Seashell City that all kids would enjoy. My um, next one is I've been coming to Fenwick Island for 15 years. There's putt putt everywhere, but my favorite putt putt is Australian or Aussie Golf. It's right off of Route 54. During the day, they have unlimited putt-putt and free ice cream when you're done. This is where we saw the kangaroo, in which the kangaroo, uh, you paid to get a picture, and all of that money went to charity to open a preserve for wild animals here at the beaches. So I highly recommend, if you're looking for putt-putt, Aussie Golf.
0: Uh, Well, everyone knows that I like to eat, so the thing that I love, that I've actually experienced multiple times in our trips to Fenwick Island, was Billy's Subs. It's also right on the beach. Their main location, or at least a location, is right where we often set up on the beach here, so you can go back and forth there, grab your subs, um, and have a great lunch, they are huge. The The large is literally 16 inches, uh, and their small, quote-unquote, air quotes all around, is 8 inches. They have all kinds of toppings. It's all fresh. It's all made right there. And I also love a little bit of the histories of Billy's. This goes all the way back to the 50s. In fact... By the 1980s, there were Billy Subs all up and down the East Coast, including all the way to Key Largo, Florida. But now they're concentrating just on this area, their hometown area, and making sure that their couple of sub shops here are top-notch. And let me tell you, they are top notch. Um, so if you're coming down to this area, those are some things that we love to do and that we experienced. But let's wrap it up here and talk about like your recap of the week, what it was like. You know, we got into a lot of specifics, but what was it was like to hang out together and just, um, you know, be, be buddies at Fenwick Island.
1: Well, I thought this trip was really fun because the only time that I remember that I was here was last year. Only one time. So we got to do a bunch of different things as we listed. So yeah, it was different for me and it was exciting.
2: And for me, of course, it was great hanging out with my niece. Uh, you know, my kids are almost 22 and 19 now. So having an eight year old around was so much fun and there's so many things to do. But overall, the beach, the pool, and all the activities were fantastic. Uh, I'd highly recommend, if you're looking for the beaches, uh, you know, come to North Ocean City or Fenwick Island. It is tax-free shopping, which your mom does love.
0: All right, and uh, Amelia, I'm going to kick it over to you for the outro here. I really think it's a good time to give a public shout-out to our audience and a big thank you to Uncle Joe and Aunt Dee. So why don't you take this opportunity to declare that to the world?
1: Well, um... Thank you for having me here, Uncle Joe and Aunt Dee. It was a really exciting week, and it was a really fun week, and it's different from what I'm used to. So yeah, thank you.
2: Will you be back? I will definitely have you back. You're welcome. Your whole family is welcome anytime. We enjoyed having you right on the beach for the 4th of July fireworks. It's a great memory for me. And um, it's just the start of the summer, so I cannot wait to hear about the rest of your adventures. All right. You'll be hearing of those as the
0: summer continues. Endless summer here, 2017. We'll be right back. Thank you.
1: Hi, I'm Amelia Larry from the Larry's Pop Pod. Did you know you can find us on your favorite podcasting apps? Look for the Larry's Pop Pod on iTunes, Google Play Store, and Stitcher. You can see links in show description. Bye-bye.
0: Hello, and welcome to another segment of the Larry's Pop Pod. I'm going to turn it over to Amelia Larry right now and our special in-house guest, Joe Moyer, and they're going to discuss their views on Despicable Me 3. Be aware, this will be a spoiler-heavy segment, so if you have not yet seen Despicable Me 3 or you don't want it spoiled, you need to turn this off now, go see the movie, and come back for... Amelia and Joe's impressions, but you have been warned. Here you go, Amelia. I'm turning it over to you two.
3: Hi. Hi.
0: Thanks for
2: having me, Amelia.
1: You're welcome. So we saw the movie Despicable Me 3, and we had some main points about Despicable Me 3. What is Despicable Me 3 all about?
2: For me, it was really the major plot of many movies, good versus evil.
1: And I also think the major The major point of this movie was Gru, you probably all know Gru, Gru meets his family, Drew and his dad, but his dad passed away. So they don't show the dad really in the movie, they just show a picture of it.
2: And he had a twin brother, Drew, he never knew existed, so he went to go visit his brother. What happened then?
1: Well, then he got a little jealous because they they don't look like twins at all. So, and then, like, this twin, Drew, he has a whole house, and he has, like, it looks like he's rich, right?
2: Yeah, and I think Drew, because he lived with his dad, that Drew didn't never knew his dad... Basically, he wanted to be evil. He wanted to get into a life of crime that he knew his brother, Gru, the famous Gru, was a lifelong criminal. He was jealous. But Gru, as we know, is no longer in a life of crime. The Minions, of course, wanted to get back into crime. So the entire movie was really about Gru and Drew battling each other on good versus evil. What you're, did you think of the movie right. overall? What was your view? I
1: think it was a really good movie and I think kids and parents out there should go see it.
2: My um putting on my critic hat, if um I think you said amazing and then great and then good, I'm going to give it the good category. I'm a big fan of the original sequels are tough. We all know that. Personally, I thought we could have had a lot more use of the minions. I thought the minions were definitely um they had some funny moments, right? Kids were laughing in the theater. But they were really a secondary part of the entire movie. Would you agree?
1: The minions weren't there much because... So what happened is... So when Gru got fired from his job, he went down to tell the minions. And the minions were like... They already knew. They were like, back to villainy, back to villainy. So, but then he said, we're not doing it. But two of the minions weren't there. So all the rest of the Minions said, we quit. So the Minions walked away. Then Gru came down, the two Minions slept, and he's like, you guys are in charge. He's like, yay!
2: And so, uh, you know, in general, to make a long story short, he um, did help his brother learn how to be uh, a criminal, but really it was a secretive plot to get back a stolen diamond from Brat, the evil character in this uh, movie. And Brat had a big 80s theme, and he got back the diamond to do what with it?
1: So he used to be in a big TV show, and the TV show got canceled. But the TV show was so popular, so they made these little dolls of him. Now he wants to make a big doll that has a destroyer, so he used the gem to be the laser out of his hat.
2: Right, and that's this brat we're talking about who is the the crazy 80s villain. And for you adults out there, there was definitely some uh, adult theme in the background, like 80s music. They threw in a Rubik's Cube as part of the um uh, of the weapons and you know some some fun 80s things.
1: Yeah, they also put like bubble gun that explodes and people are like, "Ah, no."
2: And then, uh spoiler alert big time, to end the movie, what happened at the very end with Brother Drew?
1: Then Brother Drew he went down to where the, all the minions were stored because the minions came back because they were, they were, like, sorry that they left, left him. And then he took Gru's big rocket, and then he gathered all the minions, and he was like, Bye-bye, brother! like
2: Yeah, and he shot off into, basically, space, you know, and said, Hey, we're... it left it wide open for a Despicable Me 4. So, um, you know, overall... It'd be worth your uh, summer movie. Good uh, rainy day activity. I'd give it a good. Amelia's giving it a great. Yep. And uh, I think you'll enjoy some of the subplots for the young kids out there as well, like trying to find a unicorn and some other things we won't tell you about. But overall, I'd say uh, good rainy day activity. Thanks, Amelia.
1: You're
0: welcome.
2: All right. Now
0: we have uh, our third and final segment of this episode is actually another one of our uh, fan submissions, this one by Tom and Tate Osborne, and they're going to review the movie Jaws, a definite summer classic. Remember, we love submissions from you out there in listener land, and anybody who submits a segment for this show gets two free movie passes. So, Tom and Tate, you got two free movie passes coming your way. So here they are with their review of Jaws. Dun dun, 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 dun,
4: Hi, I'm Tom. And I'm Tate. Um, Tate, how old are you? I'm 10. All right, where do you live?
3: In Nashville, Tennessee. Dig it. Music City. Mm-hmm.
4: All right. So for the Pop Podcast, what subject are we going to talk about today?
3: Jaws the movie.
4: Jaws the movie, directed by?
3: Steven Wordsburg. Spielberg?
4: Steven Spielberg? Yeah. Okay. So, Tate, you being a 10-year-old, this is going to be a conversation about scary movies and thrillers. Okay, so yes. is this your first thriller that you've ever seen? No. Oh, what else have you seen?
3: I've seen Birds and the Others.
4: Birds and the Others. Okay, so this is kind of a stepped evolution of, of film for you. So let's talk a little bit about Jaws. Now you're 10, you've waited for a while to see this movie. Why were you anticipating wanting to see this movie?
3: Because it's such a cultural reference. Because everyone knows what Jaws is. And if you haven't seen the movie, you're kind of left out on some things and some jokes.
4: So have your friends seen this movie? Or are you... No. 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 So you're the first you know of who's seen this movie? Yes. Because you're watching the classics. Alright, so you watch Birds, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, which was another yes, classic.
3: Definitely.
4: And so we're here talking about do you think this is an okay movie for ten year olds to watch? Yes. Why is that?
3: Because when you're ten, you're a little more you're a little more mature. Mm -hmm. than you were when you were five.
4: (laughs) I agree with you there. Okay, so what is it that you like about scary movies or thrillers?
3: Because you don't know what's going to happen, and if you do, it's just scary. Because if it's a good movie, it gets into your mind that it makes you think that it could actually be real, and it's hard for you to go to sleep. See, like, Jaws, it's an everyday person's life, but there's a shirt on the loose that's eating people. It could It's
4: terrorizing happen, a community.
3: Because it's happened before.
4: So this movie is based in fact? No. Oh, okay.
3: But it's based in some fact.
4: In some fact. Some science in there. <laughs> yes. All right. So what is it that you like about scary movies yourself?
3: Because I like when whatever is doing all this horrible stuff to the people comes out and you see them in person, and whatever he does to the main character, it's just fun to see what happens because you don't know if it's gonna happen or not, because who knows? It might be around the corner, it might be behind you, or it might be right beside you. Okay. You never know.
4: So you like the suspense of it. Yes. All right. So are you planning on watching more suspense films? Yes. What's next in line for you? I don't know. You don't know. I didn't want to watch
3: Six Sense. I
4: thought Six Sense was it. <laughs> All right. So would you advise other 10-year-olds to watch this?
3: Most definitely. And why is that? Because it's a pop cultural reference, and it's just a plain, really good movie. You
4: think it's fun, scary? Yeah. So let me ask you, did you think the Jaws was real, the shark was real?
3: No. Because there wouldn't be a giant shark with that giant mouth going around eating a bunch of people. I mean, there's not that many shark attacks in the world.
4: To justify all the movie about it. I
3: mean, there's some science.
4: So this movie was filmed 40 years ago, and so it caused a huge uproar. It was the biggest grossing film of that year. Why do you think that was 40 years ago, and why do you think it's still important now?
3: Because it used a lot of new stuff. Because the reason why it took so long to make Jaws is because half of the shark was filmed as a robot, and the other half was real shark. And usually that takes a long time.
4: (laughs) Okay, so, but why do you think it was such a culturally important movie?
3: Because... Because
4: keep in mind, this was Steven Spielberg's first big film, and it launched his entire career, and it was a phenomenon. Here we are 40 years later and still talking about it. Why do you think that is?
3: It's just such a good movie. I I can't really find it.
4: <laughs> you can't find the answer to that. No. Do you think people were used to being scared like that? No. And do you think the commonality of it is that? Yeah. Here it is in the ocean, and people go swimming in the ocean all the time, <clears throat> and don't think about what's in the ocean, and now suddenly they don't know. Dun 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 dun. Nah. Excellent. All right, so Tate, what else do you want to talk about this movie? How about the acting? Did you like the acting in the movie? It
3: is pretty good acting. Yeah,
4: who was your favorite character in the
3: movie? Um, my favorite character is the guy with glasses and a
4: beard. Oh, Richard Dreyfuss' yes. character? The scientist? <laughs> Why did you like him the most?
3: Because he's the most fun character.
4: Why? Because he was a little wacky?
3: Yes, I loved his beard.
4: And that's why you loved it. (laughs) All right. Was there anything else you want to add to the Larry's Pop podcast?
3: Um, No.
4: All right. Well, let's sign off here and say thank you to the Larry's.
3: Thank you. Bye.
4: All right, that
0: brings us to the close of another episode of
1: The Larry's Pop Pod.
0: And it was an action-packed one of that, so we're going to get out of here quick. But one thing we keep forgetting to do every episode is our closing credits. So for the first time on the podcast, we're going to do that now.
1: The producer of this episode was Chris Larry, and special guests were Tate Tom. And Joe.
0: And as always, the music uh, for both the beginning and the end was produced by Amelia Larry and Maggie Stuckey. So until next time, it's. Buh-bye. Bye bye!